This is Thrice It, a podcast by three best friends. Hi, I'm Mary. I'm 19. I'm from LA, but I'm in Virginia right now at school. Um, I'm Emma. I'm also 19. Um, I'm from LA and currently doing school from home there. Hello, I'm Isabel. I'm 19 years old. I am from LA as well. I'm currently doing online school, um, which is located in DC and hoping to move there soon. Yeah, so the three of us have been best friends for pretty much our entire lives, and this year is the first year that we're actually going to be separated by any kind of distance. Um, By the end of February, we're all going to be in different places in the country, and so we figured that this would be a way for once a week for us to all talk to each other, catch up, um, and I think it will be interesting just kind of to talk about the memories that we all have because, um, I don't know, we spend a lot of time together, and I feel like sometimes we forget all the stuff we've we've done when we're together, so, yeah. I don't know, I, I was thinking about it, like, at this point, I don't think we cannot be friends. Like, I think we're just too far in. Like, it's just forever at this point. You know too much about me, I can't let you go out into the wild, like, <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> you know too much about me. That is true. It's definitely, it's definitely too late to make a change. <laughs> So, we all met in kindergarten. So, we all went to a private school. So, there was only 40 kids in our grade. Um, And so, we all met when we were five years old. Um, Emma and I became friends in kindergarten. Almost instantly, I would say. Almost instantly. Actually, summer camp before kindergarten started. Yes, because that was also a tradition at our school. Yes. To have, like, summer camp. And then, so, we both did that, and we met before school even started. So, that's when we became friends. And Mary and I became friends in fourth grade. I I mean, of course, there was only 40 kids in our grade. I knew who Mary was, but I didn't really know anything about her. Like, I... I don't know. Like, you were there. I knew who you were, but, like, we weren't No, it's tight. fine. It's fine. Keep going. <laughs> you existed. Yeah, we it just exists. kind of, like, we all yeah, knew each other, like, but... Yeah, exactly. Plus, I feel like when you're a little kid, like, you kind of just have your friends, and you really don't think much of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, when I was a kid, I was just like, oh, these are people I'm friends with, and people friends, and that's cool, you know? So, Mary and I became friends in fourth grade. Well, actually, okay, this is slightly debated, because I feel like it was sort of second grade, because that's when, okay, so Mary was best friends with a girl named Ashley Hmm. in elementary school, all through elementary school, they're best friends, okay, and so Ashley and I became friends in second grade, and then, so Mary and I sort of by default, you know, she was around more. We hung out more, but really became friends in fourth grade, and I feel like Emma sort of the same thing in fourth grade. Yeah, well, yeah, so me and Mary, I grew up, actually, Mary started dancing before me, but um, 
we both ended up like dancing in the same dance studio so i kind of knew that she like was at my studio and we would like talk about that and like we had that in common um but yeah i would say like probably around third or fourth grade was when we we started to hang out more like on our own because i think because isabel was friends with you and like i hung out in that friend group with you guys it was sort of just like by the transitive property we all just sort of were friends um but we weren't kind of like friends on our own until yeah it's like fourth or fifth grade but then since then i feel like i don't know and then in sixth grade our class size doubled so we went from 40 to 80 kids and then like we kind of we all kind of joined different friend groups but then managed to like hang out with just the three of us a lot more often um and then like that continued into high school yeah i do feel like that is an important note we were never in the same friend group in school really i mean i feel like mary kind of yeah like when we were in the younger grades of elementary school yeah for sure but like in middle school not really i guess sort of starting in like sixth grade we all i don't know middle school well middle school is not middle school is weird shitty for everyone therefore let's just Let's I don't not even remember have a it. shitty relationship with Sorry. each other and instead only hang out with each other when we're away from school. I feel like like that was a happy default that we went to because if we had hung out with each other at school more or if as well if you had been at school for one of the years then it it would have really sucked, I think. No, that's the thing is so okay, yeah, that's another thing. Isabel left um for 7th grade and then came back for eighth grade, but then left permanently for high school. And so in eighth grade, she came back and I was like, oh my God, my best friend is back. And then we had like, I mean, Isabel was fine because she had friends that like, um, she hung out I like did hate my life for the first six months of school. Well, yeah, but like, I'm just saying like Dude, what Mary said. it was said. so weird when I came back because like, it was very weird. I don't the know dynamic if was different. I changed or like my other friends changed, but like all of the everyone, above. Everyone I was friends with before I left so got worse friends with in sixth grade i didn't like them anymore and i was like well fuck what am i supposed to do now (laughs) but then that's the thing is like i didn't like your friends but i wanted to hang out with you because you you, my best friend was back at school with me but i didn't like your friends and i was like this sucks i I mean we had like a weird relationship for for the first six months and i was like well fuck yeah they're kind of annoying (laughs) but then i became friends with other people later in the year and then i yeah then it was fine but that was the thing, is, like, you Although were... you weren't really friends with those people either. Me? No. Well, okay, well, I kind of yeah, was. Again, we weren't... But you, like, sort of were. Like, you're Yeah, I, like, they were people stuff. that, like, I got along with. But I, I wouldn't say we hung out, like, extensively. Well, first of all, how was everyone's week? I, I oh, think yeah. that that's a good thing to start off with, just so we get the tone. Oh, yeah. Isabel clearly has something to say. Isabel. What do you okay. want to say, Isabel? I just... I do want to say... Um, I don't know if it's just me. I feel like there are other people out here, out in the universe, who feel the same way that I do. But I will be honest, I usually, like, 90% of the time, I really don't care how your day went. Like, I care how you feel, (laughs) but I do not care about anything that happened. Like I'm with, that's everyone. I care about how you feel and, like, your current state of being, obviously, because I'm your friend. But, like, if you went to go get a sandwich don't tell and you me. enjoyed it, like, I am happy for you. But also, I don't <laughs> care. No, but, I mean, just, like, a general, how, like, how was the week? How are no, you No, but feeling? I did just want to put that out there. Like, Yeah, let's not summarize. 
me being like, oh, I had school. It was shitty. Like, yes. so yeah. How, so my, you how have I'm school currently and it was feeling, shitty? <laughs> feeling pretty. Actually, no, school wasn't that shitty. It was actually decent. Um, Good. But, but you know what I mean. That was that was an example. So, um, again, because I'm a freaking dork and I actually kind of enjoy school. I don't know. I'm kind of no, I'm I do too. In terms with mm-hmm. this as I get older. But I was reading my sociology textbook the other day and I was like, why is this interesting? Like, I'm kind of enjoying myself right now. And I was like, Isabel, you need to stop being such a nerd. But also, like, yeah, because I'm glad I'm enjoying school. But yeah, better okay, to I'm sorry. It. This is so long winded. Nobody cares. Overall, doing fairly decently, kind of mentally tired, but that's kind of the never ending state of being. I would say I'm feeling very bored because, like, I'm only two weeks in the second semester, so I don't have a lot of papers due. Like, my first paper is due next Friday, and so as of right now, all I have is reading, and I've been very productive for the first time in my entire life. Like, what's a work ethic? Am I getting one? New things, you know? But (laughs) I would say that, like, I was very productive this week, and so on Thursday, was it Thursday? Yeah, Thursday, I was, like, by the time it was, like, 6 30 p.m i like went to my mom and i was like what do i do now she's like what do you mean what do you do now and i was like i haven't been free for maybe six years please tell me what i do with my life like i don't know what to do when i don't have schoolwork or i'm not stressing on about schoolwork i'm not planning schoolwork this is a whole new Mm. frontier i'm like do i actually have like time to go on walks what if i like i don't know just do like what if I bake myself some brownies? I think that's what I'm gonna do today because I just have like free time. It's a whole new frontier being productive. But yeah, I'm kind of like figuring out what to do with my time now that I have it. But I'm sure once like papers and projects start ramping up, I will be singing a different tune. But we'll have to wait for that. Okay, I would also like to add that we are all freshmen. Oh yes. In college. Oh yeah. I feel like that's yeah. also important because this is our first year particularly with being online um your first year of college is just so different because obviously your time is actually your own and like how you spend it is so much more up to you versus high school so I feel like that definitely has made a huge impact and also 2020 Mary is the only one out of the three of us that has been on campus um me and Isabel have been at home yeah I don't know, like, regarding how the feeling is this week, I, I, I may or may not have had a breakdown or two. It's just, like, cool, I, cool. I, I don't want to be here <laughs> in the middle of COVID. Uh, it's just, it's overwhelming. But it's okay. Um, schoolwork is good. And my dad is coming to visit on Monday. And oh. it's his first time out here. And first of all my family members to come and see the school. So I'm really looking forward to that that's so nice it's it's really nice um so overall the week took a turn from really bad to okay good good i'm glad <laughs> it was something um i wrote down a couple topics one i don't know if we want to save it for a different episode but i wanted to talk about halloween what about Halloween? Just because, like, we have experienced Halloween What did we do together. on Halloween? Like... I wasn't with you guys, was I? Remember that one year that we dressed up as princesses? Oh, you mean, like, years past. I was like, this year I definitely wasn't with Bro, you Bro, that was in sixth grade. 
Yeah, what a throwback! Oh my god. Grade. But I was looking through some the pictures. The pictures are not great. The pictures are oh, the pictures are bad. Yeah, but, it's um, not great. It's not good. <laughs> I had an interaction with somebody, and they were talking about how they were really ugly as kid as a kid, and I was like, oh, you don't even know. <laughs> you don't even know how bad Halloween was and they were like no and then they showed me this picture of them from Halloween and they their mom had made like this elaborate costume and they looked really cute and you know people judge themselves so harshly but really it's just because they were fishing for compliments and being like oh you're such a cute kid which makes me mad because um as you both know we all had tragic. <laughs> our fashion choices, our hair choices, it was all bad. I will say that, okay. like, the braces like- phase was poor. It was bad, bad, bad. Chap okay. lips. I didn't start wearing lips, like, like chapstick until, like, seventh grade, and it was really tragic for my face. Can I just say that Mary's existence as a child was so funny to look back on (laughs) she was able to produce a halloween costume based off of her childhood attire i would like to say that so essentially mary dressed up was this for halloween i just remember okay it was for halloween she dressed up as herself from elementary school and like wore what she would have worn and the reason why this was so funny is because our high or their high school sorry was k through 12 so everybody in the grade or probably like half wait when was this new marion elementary school sophomore year which is why it was so funny I don't know. We weren't really that so, close in sophomore year, though, so this makes I'd sense. I'd like to throw that in. Yes, we were. You're the one who got me out of my depression. Yeah, Thank but that was you. second semester. First semester, like, I'll say freshman through... That was through not second semester! Yeah, it was, it was February. I remember this. Oh, I remember this. You mean, you mean the breakdown. Yeah. The depression started before that, but well, that, yeah. that moment where you said... The moment where you said, you're not special... Uh, okay, yeah, wait. I think we semester. should explain that. Because we talk about oh. this a lot. But yeah, my thing that I say to Mary all the time, and to myself, is, you're not special. Um, th- I feel like this isn't, this is not advice. Please it's not advice. Please telling yourself this. Yeah, it's, no, it's not advice. But it's why I tell Mary when she gets really in her head and she thinks that, like, I don't know, you explain, Mary. Um, the way I choose to interpret it, <laughs> which really is only the right way to interpret it, Otherwise, you're going to want to die. Um, <laughs> the right way to interpret it is what makes you think you're so special that you don't deserve the same things that everyone else does, which is exactly what you told me. Yeah. Because it was just, you can't let yourself fall victim to your own fears, fall victim to your own, <laughs> uh, what's the word? Anxiety? <laughs> yeah, because it was like at a point when like I feel like you felt that you... I don't know, you didn't deserve help, you deserved what was, like, that you deserved to feel this shitty, you, like, I don't know, that you were special in a way that, like, everyone else deserved to be happy, but somehow you were exempt from that. And I was like, no, what do you mean? Like, you're not any different than anyone else, everyone deserves to be happy. And I think, like, you tone that to me sometimes, too, when I'm, like, catastrophizing, and you're like, hello, pull it together, this isn't all about you. Mm-hmm. It's very helpful to me. Um, but yeah, that's definitely not real advice, and please no one follow that. No, it is I mean, real advice once you explain it. I feel like I feel like the phrasing of it could be worked on. Yeah, it's so harsh. I think 
it's not so much as you're not special it's like you are worthy of things that everybody else is worthy of yeah like, like if, for example i was talking about this um to the other day and it's like okay so for example let's say i am talking to my friend and i'm saying like oh you know i had this thing happened to me and it sucked I feel like a lot of people tend to do this. They're like, oh shit, I'm being so selfish right now. Like, my friend doesn't want to listen to my problems. Like, blah, blah, blah. But, like, if your friend came to you and was, like, having a crappy day and was talking to you about it, of course you'd listen to them. So it's, like, that type of mentality where it's, like, if my friend came to me with this, like, I would help her. Yeah. Like, you inherently deserve the same thing that yeah, like, like being the same kindness everyone else does yourself how you would treat somebody else i feel like that's that's the vibe it is yeah. the vibe the reason why it was so effective is because i was in the middle of sobbing and emma just said the most <laughs> jarring phrase possible. you make me sound like such a mean person no i'm not a mean emma, person I'm, I'm just very harsh i credit you with my life <laughs> i credit you with being a with with my being alive on this earth right now I, this is not a mean thing. It's that you were trying to snap me out of probably, I mean, what I what I recognize now is a panic attack. But, um, and it, it worked really well. I'm thankful for it. I love that thing, and I am, I love the phrase. I'm going to get a tattoo in honor of it. I do feel like, what? I do feel like yeah, sometimes that is me. one thing that, like, I do for Mary as a friend is, like, bring her crashing back down to earth in a really loving way yeah so i feel like sometimes when you get with your feelings and you get in your head you start flying and you're like just really i don't know not grounded and i feel like sometimes you just gotta like knock you back down and be like hello feet on the ground please i think that that's true for all three of us i don't know because <laughs> isabel as everyone mm-hmm. will learn does not sugarcoat anything no she refuses to it's really <laughs> really great it's it's the it's it is my favorite thing about her is that she is so honest. Oh, oh yeah, she's not. Isabel will not lie to you for anything. Cause I'm so bad at it. I really <laughs> I do try sometimes because it's really hard to be honest with people all the time because all the time the fuck all the time because you know it's just you run into issues obviously. Socializing tells us that you know. We shouldn't be honest with people all the time. And obviously, I don't think being honest with people all the time is appropriate. But I mean, if it's your friend, like your friend, mm-hmm. a close friend, be- not being honest with them, I think is more harmful than yeah. whatever you could have to say. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because I'm a big so advocate much- for honesty. Mm-hmm. There's so much underlying trust there anyway it's like obviously you care about this person so i feel like honesty is really the best policy in like 90 percent of situations i also just think like i just want to talk about like how i feel about our friendship um because i think it's a very i don't know it's a very unique friendship to the other friendships i have because from the outside like when i tell my friends like i'm gonna go hang out with isabel and mary i'm sure they they think it's strange because like not strange but like we're very different people like the three of us i think like the podcast will we'll show this like we're very different we live very different lives we have very different interests but i think because you grew up together and we grew up so close um 
we just get each other in a way that I feel like, I don't know, is so deeply connected that, like, it surpasses the fact that we're such different people, um, which I very much appreciate. And I feel like I don't have to, like, I don't know. When I'm with you guys, I'm just kind of, like, myself, which is nice. I feel like also something that I've, I'm noticing the older I get is that when you have friends you feel like you can't be complete yourself with and completely genuine with, it makes you feel worse about yourself because mm-hmm. you feel like you have to censor a part of yourself for other people to like you, which really affects your self-esteem. And that is something that I'm finding out as I think about my friendships more because I mean obviously internally if you're thinking about it you're like this person likes me because this is the person they think I am but I'm not really that person it's like well what does that say about me yeah it makes you a little self-conscious yeah also why is this such a deep conversation I know I don't think we're gonna go here do anything half-assed um I know (laughs) (laughs) this is like a little bit of an intense subject you yeah. know what? People are getting to know us, and I think the people, okay. as if anyone's gonna listen to this. Stop the people, it. as if it's not you just have us. Have to speak it into existence. I, I mean, if say. anyone's still listening, applause. Yeah. If yeah. anybody found this, applause. I know, right? Yeah, actually, if anyone looked up the words, thrice it. Because that's not even anything. No, it's not, but it's something. Yeah, it is. Okay, um, I, I do want to add on to that thought, though, Isabel. Um, I think it's even more vulnerable and more special that in our friendship, if you guys, and criticize either negatively or positively, if you guys criticize me, or if we criticize each other, it doesn't feel hurtful. Yeah, because it comes from like a very loving place. Yeah. Yeah. It it feels always, it's always refreshing to have that. Yeah. Establishing that level of trust with someone that was very important first. Because it's like then criticism feels less like criticism or something that's harsh and negative and it more feels like feedback. Yeah, like I want you to be doing your best. I want you to be like yeah happy and content. So like don't do this or like I think you should I don't know. I think that's like where the criticism if like if we have it in our friendship, like that's where it comes from. Yeah. I mean I don't really like the word criticism because obviously the connotation of that is negative i feel like it's more like talking through something and not letting whoever it is like be stagnant in what they're feeling at that moment it's like how can we make the situation better in a way that's effective and intentional how did we get here? No, because I was just thinking about this stuff. I was like, like oh. Halloween costume. No, I'm I was like, sorry. oh my god. I, I, <laughs> what I do I want... So Mary was an ugly child. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I did want to talk about was the fact that, like... Okay, here's an anecdote to begin this topic. Last night... So my left wrist sometimes cracks. And, like, usually she's like, one crack, whatever. But I texted Mary last night, so it was so drastic. But I went, I was working on my, my reading, I was taking notes, and I went to crack my left wrist like I always do. And it made a sound that I can only equate to throwing a bag of marbles at a hardwood floor. It made so many aggressive sounds. And I think, like, we should all just. I think that's one thing that we also have in common. Our bodies are just so. 
broken in at this point. Decay. Yeah, I feel like we're, like we're 19. I shouldn't wake up and my knees hurt. Like that's not right. I woke up this morning and I fell over because my shins hurt so bad. Yeah, Mary has shins made of jelly. I swear to God, my knees hurt as like all day, every day. Like it's just, it's not good. It's and I don't know, I don't <laughs> know how. Just falling apart. <laughs> like I mean, no, I feel like mine is much less severe than yours. My joints are just like. Like, I do I have they've... mild back pain? Yeah. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> of course. It's mild back It's not all the time, so it's, like, it's not as big of a deal. It's not as bad as it used to be. I just also, think they, like... like... used to do a lot more. Okay, well, because they both used to... Mary and Emma both danced, like, all and throughout. And skated, though. Skated. Yeah, Isabel like skated. Before. And then intensely. I was an ice skater. So, of course, all of these things take quite a toll on the body, and I think we reached a point where our joints just won't forgive us for what we've done. Yeah. And Mary also was a runner in high school, too, which is yes. clearly oh. clearly has a lot of an effect on the body as well. Yeah. Because it's very strenuous. Yeah, Emma, <laughs> when we were talking about just how destructible we realized we were, um, thought that was a little silly. Yeah. Okay. Look, okay. One thing that I think we'll learn in this podcast is like when I get onto a topic, I get very intense about it. Because last night I was telling Mary, I was like, why are our bodies so stupid and soft and breakable? Because in bio, me and Mary were in the same bio class junior year. Our teacher was Because our brains are strong. They're like, oh my god, the human insides, they're so intricate and delicate and we're an evolutionary masterpiece. And I totally agree. I think that the human body is absolutely immaculate. Like, the fact that we like evolved to be like this incredible i don't understand how it happened i have never thought of the human body as immaculate i mean i think it's real nasty and but that's the thing is we evolved to have such like intricate i think like workings why are we so fucking breakable and squishy and like easily destroyed i think about this all the time too. And i texted mary like, i was like I why could- if god loved us i don't believe in god but like if god loved us why didn't he give us exoskeletons jesus christ the fact that i could kill someone <laughs> With, like, a paper straw, I think, tells us that there's an issue here. But also, I think it does say, I think it does show, though, you know, big brains, she matters. She does matter. Yeah. Being able to, like, protect ourselves in other ways besides physical. But I do think about that sometimes. I'm like, wow. Bodies are so... I feel like we're getting weaker, too. Because people aren't used to... We 100% are, because people aren't used to doing any sort of physical activity whatsoever now, just with the rise of, like, white-collar work, and also just, like, I don't know, not being cavemen anymore. (laughs) Yeah, we've strayed from the hunting and gathering, I would say. Like, like agriculture does do these things, yeah. (laughs) But it's just, it's crazy how, honestly, it's really tragic. Like, why why does everything have to be freaking intense? Because now I'm thinking about this as, like, a public health crisis. Okay, you know what? Let's oh steer off of that topic. Let's just say human beings are highly flawed in terms of their design. Well, it's true, and we're our own worst enemies. But, like, I don't know. You have to remind... We have to remind ourselves. We are animals, and animals are subject to break, breakage as well. And the fact that we are trying to make things easier for ourselves, you know, modern medicine, technology, everything... Um, we're making ourselves softer 
while also thinking that we're more indestructible, which is quite the phenomenon to me. <laughs> yeah. Like, we, we yeah, are... because we become reliant on other technologies to protect us rather than, like, natural things. Muscle. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not a naturalist whatsoever. That's not the correct usage of that term, but we're going to move on. Yep. I strongly support modern medicine, but <laughs> it is very problematic on the flip side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have a 180. Okay. Turn around. What's Mary got to say? I want to get into chest binding. Okay. And it's kind of what? weird. I, what I don't know, is I just that? woke up this morning and I was like, I kind of want to bind my chest. Okay, do it. I'm Explain what to. this is. Oh, you know, like where you flatten your boobs? Well, yeah. Like yeah. You, wrap, you wrap them around. But why? Because I was thinking about it and I was like, okay, it started with, it started with last week. Somebody said something to me about my looking like a boy with my hair cut. And I was like, okay. Why am I so self-conscious about that? Um, and I realized it's because I'm in Virginia and not LA. Because and androgyny is looked down is upon. Is frowned yeah. upon here. And my and haircut doesn't typical look like notions of feminine. Like, no, but I do like the more, like, I would say it suits you. Like, the more kind of, like, less feminine, flowy. Yeah, which which is new for me, and I really like it, and I liked how I felt with it originally, but then this person was making fun of me, saying that I looked like a dude, and I was like, okay, first of all, masculinity isn't isn't um, an appearance physical, yeah, and second of all, I like I I like the way I look like this, and I feel like I should be able to choose how I want my body to look at any time which like is something that the three of us understand it, it is fundamentally a part of it. like it is in our fundamentals what is the word I'm trying to say we get it we get that that's a fact but it's yeah. so weird to be here and to not have that just yeah, be accepted it yeah. is really frustrating mm-hmm. so like another one of my other friends he tried on my heels and he looked really good in them and he started to he said he felt really good in them and I was like well then you can borrow them you can wear them whatever you want like go for it he was like no I will get beat up here and that made me so sad because he just felt good in my boots you know yeah he just wanted to wear them I don't know I think I'm just gonna do it though I think I'm just gonna bite my chest and just like like just every like every so often just because that's something that I would like to try and dress for. Yeah. Androgynous if I want to because I still feel feminine no matter what because that's who I am. Gender expression is so dynamic and I think like it's something that uh, I think everyone kind of figures out on their own and I, I'm so glad that you're just kind of like choosing to go with it because yeah i just like whatever you want to do if it makes you feel like yourself just like do it it doesn't matter like I, there are definitely times when like you know people are like oh you're just like such a dad or like why do you just kind of like a guy but it's like i just i feel like myself and my feeling of like how feminine and how masculine i feel like it, if it makes me happy that's what i'm gonna do and i feel like that's like what you're saying and like i feel like you should just go for it i think i will it's just 
it's it's so aggravating and it pushes me away from the school you know it pushes mm-hmm. me away from wanting to be in this in this particular mm. part of Virginia because right. I would rather right. be in a place that is not just like all inclusive but something that just like it I don't know I, I think it's just such a privilege to grow up in a city like we did and yeah. realize that I didn't realize yeah. how much of a difference it was going to be. So I'm protesting, and now I'm wearing the tightest sports bra that I have. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the idea of like falling so prey to all these traditional notions of femininity and masculinity is just so antiquated and harmful. Like I don't know. I mean, obviously, this is coming from a place of privilege for me to say this because I have grown up in an environment where like these things are much more accepted but I feel like the psychological toll of these things like really should not be dismissed or belittled because like I don't know feeling like you can't freaking get your hair cut is so ridiculous and for someone to make a comment about oh you look like a boy and that means like being a derogatory thing and that mm-hmm. means you look bad is just like what is that like is that is that how we treat people <laughs> i know it's it's we just hate know. on people for literally no reason like i'm sorry does me having short hair affect how i live my life and i act in this world and how i treat you or i know anyone else no it's like if I want to get my hair cut and I want to feel confident, I don't feel like yeah that's a bad thing. Like it's it's better that I feel good about myself and like I don't know. I just think it's yeah no I get it though. It's just so fucking stupid. Like why is that? Why is it a thing? Why yeah. does it have to be a thing? It's just just let people do what they want to do. I just don't know why. Like it just doesn't affect you. So, like, why are we... Like, if you don't want to cut your hair, don't cut your hair. Right. If you want to wear a dress every day, go for it. I support you. That's but my like, thing. It's like, I feel like people love to be in each other's business, and it's like, is it really bothering you that much? And if it is, what does that tell me about you? You want like, to be really invested in what I wear. the length of my hair? <laughs> I know. It's like, wow. I don't think it bothers you. Like, I think you need to just deal with it. Like... I'm living my life. Please leave me alone. I mean, I don't know. Just in terms of, like, how we look and, like, how we choose to look and, like, getting feedback from that. So, Mary and I went to the same school, like, since we were five. And so, everyone gets this picture of you. And then I think, like, you know, middle and high school, you start just, you know, what clothes do I want to wear? Do I want to wear makeup? How do I want to get my hair cut? You know, how do I want to, like, what activities do I want to do? And people have this image of you that was created four or five years ago and then i think it started happening to me i would say like junior year is i started saying like okay i'm gonna buy my my own clothes that i like i'm gonna wear clothes that i want to wear that make me feel good and all of a sudden people are like oh my god emma's trying something new what is this what is she trying to say and i'm like i'm trying to say that i'm trying to be confident and it just it sucked that people wanted to like criticize the fact that i was finally like having my own personality i think that's just Mm -hmm. so unfair like you should just Mm -hmm. be able to Like, the way you express yourself is going to change every day. And I think people should just accept that. That, like, if the person feels good about themselves and the choices they made, just, like, leave them alone. They're doing what's best for them, you know? People are are very... 
I feel like it's it's hard for people to process change. Yeah. With these things, and particularly with the appearance, because I think in our society we we so subscribe to the idea that your appearance like really says something about you Mm -hmm. which it doesn't obviously but I feel like we've been trained to think that way so like when somebody does change their appearance you're like oh shit what does this mean like is this person different now is this person gonna act differently now there's been a scrunchie here I didn't wait for your permission I'm sorry there's been a scrunchie here for two weeks and it just keeps getting kicked around this room. No one wants to pick it up. Nobody ever wants to do anything about it, but it's so gross. Bro, I don't know what it is because I feel like hair, things like hair ties and scrunchies and clips, there's nothing objectively gross about them. But like you don't wanna but you don't wanna pick it up. About it is gross. Like when I see a hair tie thing. I remember at my work, at my old job, someone left a scrunchie or a hair tie. It was on the sink, okay? Like, just on on the side of the sink. It was there for months. Yeah, because, like, you don't <laughs> want to pick it up because like, that is someone else's. Like, their personal, like, use item. Like, it's just, it feels weird but to, like, Someone pick it just up. clearly just, like, forgot it there or left it there. I don't know why that person disappeared and never went to the bathroom ever again, but <laughs> something about it was just so weird. Like, how did how do these things stay there for such a long period of time? Ooh, presenting a different a different scenario. You drop your own hair tie and refind it. I hate that as well. <laughs> I won't pick it up after. I've never done that. I've me. never done that. Really? Once I lose hair ties, so so quickly oh. i rarely find them again they're just in the abyss they're gone yeah. forever or if i find them it's only at my house and then i'm like okay it's my house whatever I'll oh use really it. oh i can't oh, even in my house but i think that's just because my cats like gnaw on them and andrew uses them and my floors are kind of gross <laughs> so, ew andrew's my the brother by the way <laughs> yeah i've seen him at your house with a hair tie in tow. Mm-hmm. I have witnessed this. He, was, he, he texted me when he was going to CVS. When we were still at home, he texted me. He was like, do you need me to get you any tampons? And I was just like, aw, no. And he was like, are you sure I found the ones you use? That's so nice. Dude, okay, my mother, my mother is a doctor. Okay, I'd like to preface this with that. My mother's a doctor, okay? I I got a menstrual cup. Um, Me too! Sorry. From Target. Really I still haven't been able to use it because I'm... Just, it hasn't been working out. Me, but it's very difficult. But I think maybe I it's just because I'm bad at it. It's, it's very difficult for me as well, but that's another situation. So I buy the menstrual cup, okay? I'm like, so when you buy it, you have to sanitize it before you can use it. So you have to boil it. Yeah. So I'm boiling it. So I'm looking at the instructions in my kitchen, okay? Because I'm boiling it in my kitchen. And then I accidentally leave the instructions in like the box upstairs, like on my kitchen table. And later my mom is like, what is this? She's like, do you really need to leave your menstrual cup instructions on the table? I was like, piece of paper, it's 
Okay, calm down. You're Firstly, a house full of women. Yeah, like it is just me and my mom at this house. Like, no one's coming over. Like, no one's seeing my menstrual cup instructions on the table. I know. And I'm like, also, you're a doctor. Like, Get a menstruation is like a normal thing to happen and do and like have to deal with. I don't know. Okay, wait. Can I talk about? I have a very intense dislike towards the perfume industry because i hate their commercials so much they make me want to throw up i hate them i hate their commercials too okay so here's let's explain the context of the situation as is well knows i've been trying a lot of perfumes so i went on this website i bought this it's this thing like you buy five for 99 dollars and you try the little tester bottles for 30 days and you don't like it you send it back you get all your money back okay so i'm trying a different one every day for the last five days and some of them, you know, I don't like too much. But then, like, I try and go on the website and be like, okay, what don't I like about this? I try and figure out what is the thing I don't like. But the because it's they're trying to describe to you a scent, it doesn't make any sense. Like, doesn't make any sense. They're like this exciting, daring scent, and I'm like, okay, but I don't understand what that means. But okay, that's not my point. My point is, I hate the commercials so much. I hate the especially men's cologne. Oh my god. You know what the commercials yeah. I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, because they're so hyper-sexualized. And I'm like, bro, this is perfume. Like, I know. The one where he's, like, a football player. A football player. A soccer player. And he's just wearing, like, boxers. And he walks around the field. And the field is lined with these yep. marble statues of, like, Greek yep. women. But then he, like, throws his arms in the air and all the statues explode. And am I supposed to want to buy that scent? Yes, because it's selling being attractive. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah. this, I don't know what this smells like. You're just smelling me, like, man in underwear on field? That's not a scent. Anyways, I understand it's that they not. have a hard job because they have to try and sell you something you can't experience unless you experience it. And I understand that. But I just, the commercials, I remember watching them as a child and being so confused by them. Yep. Anyways, that's my thing about perfume, and now we can move on. I don't do anything else down. No, just general things. Like, I know at some point we're going to have to talk about Disney Channel original movies and the best mid to early aughts music and, like, Bari movies. We're going to have to get into that eventually. I just, okay, well, this is, like, uh, both a story but also, like, just a question for the people. What happened to all of those early, like, mid to early 2000s, like, musicians? Because, so, this summer, I mean, like, we were being COVID safe and everything, but we did stay at Mary's family's house that's in like another place like nearby and we were on a long drive and we're like okay let's turn on all this like early 2000s music because we can never agree on what music we want to listen to so we just decided like let's just listen to like you know the pop classics and what happened to all those people so many of them were like oh this is a great song but this musician that's the thing is i don't even know who they were i know their music yeah who is jay sean (laughs) like i couldn't tell you anything he's ever done except for that one song yeah 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 and there's like so many of these artists just like disappeared they do disappear remember when ashley tisdale had a brief like i'm a bad girl phase I do. I had her song downloaded on my iPod. So oh, yeah. It was good. Yeah. It was good. It was pretty cool. I definitely had a couple Ashley Simpson songs. No, Jessica. No, Ashley Simpson. Had some of those, which was 
specific, I guess. I don't know why I had those songs, but yeah. So towards the end of every episode, I think we're going to kind of use these episodes as a time capsule for us to just talk about what we've been into, what we've been liking, like the kind of stuff we've been doing. Um, just so we can look back and be like, wow, what was I into on February, what's today? February 6th, 2021. Like, what was I doing? Who was I back then? Um, so yeah, I think we're just going to talk about, like, what we've been into. I've been reading In Cold Blood by Truman Capote, and it's very good. A classic. A classic. Um, I'm really enjoying it. I haven't actually been listening to a ton of music, but I've been listening to other podcasts, um, to refresh my language knowledge, so I'm listening to a Spanish learning one and a Mandarin one, so I've been into that. Wait, I like that a lot. That's cool. I should do that. It's actually a great idea. You can look up a couple different ones. Um, For Spanish, I recommend A Zero to a Hero. I like that one a lot because uh, it's just one person learning the language for the first time and it's just refreshing basics. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been enjoying doing that and as far as activities go, I've just been drawing a lot and that's a way that I try and get through things is when I try and make peace with someone or a certain event in my life then I just draw it and it makes me focus on all the details and I like doing that so that's our time capsule for me um one podcast that I've liked since it first started was this might get weird it's Grace Helvig and Mamrie Hart which like these two youtubers that were like they're I feel like kind of in that first generation of youtube that I watched kind of like throughout late elementary and middle school and high school um they started a podcast and it's just like the two of them like I mean, way better than what we're doing, but, um, like, what we're doing of just, like, talking and hanging out and just, like, catching up on their life and telling stories, um, and I, I like it. It just feels like hanging out with, like, two best friends, which is really nice. I like listen to it when I go on my runs or, like, if I'm walking around, um, but also I had to get a new Spotify account in December because, um, it was connected to my old high school email, but I couldn't change it because I don't have access to the email anymore so the whole thing so I had to get a new thing a new account and so like all of my playlists were deleted and what I forgot that like oh, that sucks I used to listen to a lot was the Spring Awakening um soundtrack like I haven't been listening to like musicals recently just because like I don't have the attention span right now but Spring Awakening is really good it's very I mean very sad but um I have I just, I'm not a scientist, but I know that no matter what mood you're in, if you listen to Totally Fucked, you're going to start dancing, and that's in one thing where, like, if I'm feeling a little bit low energy, I'll just listen to that. Past couple months, I've been trying to edit this bread recipe that I found online, this very easy bread recipe. I've been trying to edit it and, like, trying all these different small changes to, like, try and perfect it, but working on that is what got a loaf of that last week, and it was really weird. I don't know why it turned out like that, but... That's my time capsule. Isabel? <laughs> she looks so stressed. Uh, okay. I am stressed because I can't think of anything. <laughs> um, okay. Well, a book that I did just finish was called... Okay, this is also just an old book. 
it's called Hillbilly Elegy. Um, so it's essentially a memoir of this guy whose grandparents are hillbillies, as he refers to them. They're from Appalachia. Hill people. Like, they're from Kentucky. Um, and that's how he identifies them as the hill, hill, hill people. So it's about, like, his life and his thoughts on the white working class and the culture associated with it and also the book political leanings of it and just all the all of those different components of that like group of people because he is like one of those people I mean he did end up going and seeking higher education and all of those other things but that is like where his roots are from so yeah I don't know I found that I found the book to be really, really interesting. I know that this is, like, an older book that came out a while ago, but, um, yeah, it's just a really interesting book. I would highly recommend it to anybody who's interested in learning more about, like, that sort of culture, like, Appalachian culture, which is definitely something that I have not had any exposure to, especially being from the West Coast and being from L.A., um, so, yeah, I found that to be very interesting and illuminating, my activities um well I don't know oh my god wait I do know actually because it's sitting right here so I have a bullet journal as well the people listening don't know but you guys know I have a bullet journal right so I've like been into doing it because it's fun and I like it and setting it up is just super relaxing and I love doing it but I would like to say that my theme for February was really cute so Ooh, this is my looks theme. So good, I love it. I know you guys can't. People listening can't see it, obviously, but it's like it has sort of an abstracty shape. I'm not good at describing things, but but yeah, I just I really enjoyed. This is my week layout. I really Ooh, enjoyed cute. making it, and. I just find it very relaxing and also helps me get organized and just feel better in general, feel cleansed, feel like I have everything written down and not just stuck in my head, which I like a lot. I, lo- I love that you can do bullet journals. I actually really, they stress me out a lot. So I'm I know, I don't think I could handle it. I like the idea of closing on a happy note from a mental wellness standpoint and just because it's fun and adds to the time capsule so i would like everyone to share something that they're grateful for either big or small i've been able to i mean it's been harder with school um now that it started up again but i've been grateful that like i've had the time every couple days like to just um sit down and watch tv with my mom we like to watch buffy the vampire Slayer together like we haven't watched that since i was in middle school and so just like watching a couple episodes of those are always nice um because she's always doing work and I'm always doing school and so like just having those couple hours every couple days just to like so we actually get to talk to each other is really nice I'm grateful that like last night we were able to find the time since she's been so busy lately oh you know what I'm really grateful for impulse and having random sparks of energy lately which sounds kind of stupid but you guys know that there were times when I just like didn't get them um so it's been really nice to just do things on a whim and 
Yeah, like I ran out into the snow. I sent you guys that video, but I just ran out into the snow and started rolling around in it. And I've done that a couple times since that day. Doing just other stuff that I want to do and making choices that I actually want to do just based on impulse. And I'm, I'm really grateful for having that emotion and those nerves. I don't know. I, okay, this is like kind of weird to say, but I had this meeting with, um, a mentor that I got through my one of my classes last semester um so I was just like talking with her you know and she's like telling me all this stuff about how to like meet people and make connections and like hopefully you know get internships in the future and all of these other things that can like help me on my path toward figuring out what I want to do you know um and I don't know, I just really appreciated that because I feel like she is, she's pretty young too, but she's like old enough where she clearly like, she has a job and she has a lot of knowledge because she's been through all of this, but she's still like relatable to me. So I don't know, I was just really appreciative of being able to like speak with somebody and get advice from somebody who A, like understands because she's been obviously in my situation before. Um, and B is like really willing to help me and is like actively being like, yeah, this is what you should do. And like, if you want feedback on your resume or like X, Y, Z, like just send it over. And yeah, I don't know. I feel like just being like genuine with someone and like someone who's like genuinely willing to help you is just so amazing. So I'm very grateful for that. That's nice. That is really nice. So, yeah, and plus it just made me feel more, like, hopeful. I'm like, oh, wait, I can actually, like, do things and, like, have some sort of worth and, like, ex I don't know. Because it, it turned it from feeling like a dreadful thing that, oh, my God, I have to do this and it's terrifying to, like, okay, how can I be proactive? How can I do this in a way that's, like, positive and I feel like I'm representing myself genuinely and all those things. So, yeah. I love that for you. That's why I like this gratitude, because now we're all smiling. It's good. Yeah, because it's, it's a good positive note to end on. Yeah. So this has been Thrice It, uh, the first episode of our podcast, which is very exciting. Um, we're going to be posting this on both Spotify and Apple Podcasts at some point, and we're going to try and do it on... We're going to be recording on a weekly basis. I'm not sure how how like quickly i'm going to be able to edit it and get it posted but um we'll get that on a schedule but if anyone listened to this thank you so much and we hope that you enjoyed it if you didn't well don't come back don't have to listen again <laughs> yeah you didn't <laughs> have to listen to the whole thing if you didn't like it anyways well i'll talk to you guys soon anyways but i'll see you